previously on Jungles and Dragons. Eugene, you were lost in there, lost among the strings surrounding you. The more you tried to find your future, the more you tried to find your friends, the more lost you became as your present blended with your future. You saw Spoon's Rango, more gaunt and skeletal than he should be, with a black fire burning in his eyes. You saw, you saw Ani surrounded by a burning red aura. A devil was standing over his shoulder. You saw Paul Benus driving a car in space. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and then your vision zoomed out. You could see the entirety of Faerun, and then the entirety of the world it sits on. Your vision zoomed out further, and you could see more and more worlds. Earth, where you came from, and thousands, millions, trillions more. This is the planescape, the void in which all worlds exist. And then you saw it, growing, spreading like a rot. A grey blot is spreading across the planescape, devouring world after world after world. You try to look closer, see what it was, but then suddenly you, Ani, Spoons, and Paul were all standing back in Faerun. Something started to rain down on you like glitter. You looked up at the sky and saw the chunks of crystal were falling from above, and the color of the sky was disappearing. It's falling. The sky is falling. And a big shadow appeared overhead. Something huge began to lower through the crack in the sky, approaching the world of Faerun below. You saw a flashing image of Prince Roland, the man you met once in Neverwinter, his arms raised up, cackling and screaming, This is it! This is my perfect world! But what is it? What were these hulking forms crashing through the sky? Finally, as they lower, the shapes become clear. Skyscrapers. A huge city colored in lifeless gray and the size of several universes, falls upside down through the atmosphere and wraps itself around the entire world. The world of Faerun is gone. Its people, its land, everything, have dissolved. They've become part of the city, part of the sprawl. And then, Eugene, you woke up. Holy shit, Harrison. Hello everyone, welcome to J&D. This is another Ethan special episode where we focus on Little Paul Benus. So, Ethan, would you like to introduce Little Paul Benus? Ooh, 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 hello, everyone. Welcome to a very super trippy episode of J&D. I'm Paul Benus, the Paladinite chimp. What? No, you're Ethan. <laughs> you're not. Nope, I am now going in character right now. Whoa, ooh, it's me. No, all right, yeah, I'm playing Paul Dinas. Paul Dinas? Yeah, Paul Benus. Uh, Paladinite Chimp. Um, let's see. Let's do the funny, funny, funky, funky monkey fact. Yes. Um, 
So, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone else did April Fools last episode, right? Right. Well, not last. No. But one of the one of the last episodes. One of the ones I wasn't on because, uh, you know, being a uh running a billion dollar podcast like J and D, you know, sometimes. I no, pre- you you were there, just you weren't playing Paul Benes. Uh, oh yeah, I was there. Sorry, I always I I always get uh forgetful when I'm running. Actually, we have, we have, we have two Ethan's. We have nights. two Ethan's. Yeah. One for Paul and one for Bubba. This my my Ethan. yeah my but uh, my stunt double was running Bubba Venus that episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. it was a pretty in- intense episode. Wouldn't you agree? Let us know what you thought about in the comments below. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So Paul Venus's April Fool's prank was um. Was quite quite an eclectic one. So, uh, yeah, Beauregard Venus, yeah, Beauregard Venus thought it would be funny. Um, well, let me set the scene here. It's the jungle. It's 1986, right? Um, in the jungle, and Paul Venus just got out of the theater by seeing the hit Tom Cruise movie Top Gun, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, Daddy, let me be a fighter pet giant pilot jet. I'll fly fly on all the sky." And Beauregard was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Um, so as an April Fool's prank, um, Beauregard uh, hired uh, a drill sergeant monkey uh, to come to Paul Benus's house. Yeah, and um, and yell at Paul Benus saying. Paul, oh, you're out of line. I'm sending you to Top Gun. And uh, <laughs> Paul was like, "Oh boy, yeah. Let me let me go on the f- fighter jet and let me r- taste the, the jet fuel. Let me rip up the grease." And he's like, "All right, boy. You gotta hut two to go to this address here." And uh, he gave him a little leaf with um, an address written on with uh, doo doo feces written on the leaf. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, it's the jungle. They don't have yeah, pens. Right. right. Um, they do, but that's okay. So Paul's walking through the jungle, and he, he arrives to what he thought was uh, the Coronado uh, Marine Base in San Diego, California. <laughs> uh, but really was a, a pitfall leaf trap that, you know, uh, had him fall into a crocodile pit. So... <laughs> And that was oh, no. Paul Venus's. That was Paul Venus's <laughs> worst April Fool's prank. It traumatized him a lot because his his hopes were so high that he was gonna be, uh, you know, call sign chip butt. But um, if number one fighter pilot jet man, but you know, didn't work out. Instead, he just hit the crocodile pit. So oh, man, that's his, what a that's shame. His, that's his funny monkey fact. That's so sad. It feels so yeah. sorry for little Paul. A lot guess, of you should. Oh. Let me know. Let me know. Wait, wait. Let me know how you feel about that story in the comments below, by the way. Uh, and email us, too. Let us, let us know. Thank you. All right. Anyways. Jungles and dragons and 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 jungles and Okay. Okay. I, I got nothing. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> this, this was an easy one, right? We come back to the Shadowfell, Paul and Dooney. The two of you have been walking through 
this thick shadowy mist for for about another day now since your your last little adventure and Paul you are still kind of feeling the effects of this crystal uh that is dissolved into your veins uh just sort of this this dark power inside of you but you haven't had the chance to try it out yet uh he's he says he's going to you know he's going to train you a little bit but you got to make some headway you've been walking for a while and you're still no closer to your destination um the two of you walk uh further down the base of these hills uh by the the mountain the draconia is on until you reach uh sort of this um this valley you see these like crystals like rising from the valley almost like crops just these small like blue glowing crystals uh just as far as you can see and uh Dooney says so because of the seal and the shadow fell when something dies here their souls have nowhere to go they can't get out and escape to the afterlife so they crystallize and this valley here is a place where the souls of the dead have gathered uh which makes it a very popular spot for monsters it is a place of great sorrow and evil and you know monsters like that so I'm hoping we can find something that we need here. Something that could make the difference between this journey lasting for months and this journey lasting for a week. Something to kill, I hope. <laughs> well, actually, actually, no. We, we definitely need it alive. Um, but you can yeah. fight it and you can almost kill it if you want. So let's just look around. We're looking for any like large rock clusters. Like if you see like a like a bunch of boulders, uh, that's what we're looking for. Ooh, uh, Paul Benus's eyes kind of bulge out of his head and form like the shape of binoculars as he starts looking <laughs> around. Uh, should I roll for investigation or something? Um, I think. Hmm. Perception. So you're like looking for something in the wilderness. I would say that is either investigation or survival, whichever is higher for you. Oh, survival. I'm going to do survival because that's plus okay. one. Instead oh, of minus yes. one. Oh, yes. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a natural one. Uh, I guess I don't see anything. Oh, well, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go uh, lay down in the dirt. Oh, well. I, I can't see anything. Paul looks for like th- Paul looks around for like three seconds and immediately gives up. Uh, nothing. Uh, looks like I'll be here forever. Mm. Um. So obviously, you are going to find the Boulder Field. I'm not going to end the session here. Uh, however, this check will uh, determine something else in a moment. Um, you do after searching, and it takes you quite some time you find in the midst of this like field of crystals just this this um sort of almost like a quarry where there's just several rocks piled up and and several huge boulders just sort of in like a like a like a like a 60 foot radius and you do find this however uh because of your check uh these rocks seem to be completely normal oh wow completely normal rocks uh Whatever. Sort of kick one. Gabe, uh, Nick, you guys can start acting up now if you want. You. <clears throat> oh. 
What, what the fuck? Then he just you like that. Just <laughs> want me to do it again? Um, you see like a slight like shift of a pebble. It seems to be in a nodding type position. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm a little. Ner- this is my first time. A little nervous, but I'll <laughs> I'll do it again. Uh, I'll put a little bit more toe into a toe here. I'll <clears> fix <throat> it again. Sort of wraps his toes around the pebble. So after <laughs> after the second kick, the rock begins to shift ever so slightly. You hear like cracks form as what looks to be a stone hand begins to rise from the middle of the rock. It then grabs a part of the ground. Another hand forms against the ground, and it begins to rise up into a humanoid form. And it, it looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, <laughs> oh my god. A giant big rock humanoid Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, and there's um a large like sideways um stalactite coming out of the middle of his pelvis, but he breaks it off and throws oh, it to the ground. God. Okay, now I'm making something. Okay, uh yeah, another rock emerges and it looks exactly like Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Chris Rock and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I love you guys. <laughs> Who is Chris Rock? Yeah. We're <laughs> you, the, right? We're the Glibder. The Glibder what? brothers? The Glib- is that how you say <laughs> the Glibder? <laughs> I would, I would say Galibdor, personally. Galibdor. I think we're Galibdors, but we're called the Glibder brothers. <laughs> Give me some rock, Glibder brother. Rock and roll. Yeah, hey, rock these guys and roll. Are- hey, Dooney, yeah. these guys are kind of cool. Uh, Dewey yeah. runs over and he says, "Oh, good, you found some." So what? Do we just hang out with them? No, who's this loser? What do we, uh, what do I, I mean, do? it would be nice if they do come with us peacefully. Uh, hey, do you guys want to help us get somewhere? <laughs> that depends. You got to play the Glibder brother price. Am I right, Glibder brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Want you? I could party with you guys. You guys seem like cool guys. Yeah, we like. Do you want to go smoke some rock pot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I can. I could smoke some rock pot. Maybe snort a few pebbles too. If you How about some uh, crack yeah. rock? Crack rock. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't really do that. I'm, <laughs> I sort of just drink beer and smoke rock pot. But you know, it's. <laughs> he's sort of into more hardcore stuff. Yeah, like rock. Lean. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> rock lean. Yeah, I like bro- I like broccoli. <laughs> but yeah, do you, you right, got to well, pay yeah. the Glibder brother price if you want the Glibder brother service? What is the Glibder brother price exactly? <laughs> Lay it on him, Glibder brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, Gabe. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the Glibder brother price is you gotta. You gotta beat us in a duel. You gotta f- take us down if you want our help. Yeah, that's exactly Ooh, what, what kind, it is. What kind of duel? Duel of strength? A duel of m- the mind? You have to beat me in a duel of strength. <laughs> in a duel, duel of mind. mind. <laughs> Man, how did I, I... I totally called that. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so you want to do the riddles first or the punches? I'll do the riddles first, thanks. Well, my mind's all warmed up after this, after I rolled for investigation or survival. All right, brother. Lay it on him. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, tell me your best riddle. I can figure it out. Rock riddles with answers to solve. Puzzleandbrain.com. <laughs> These don't have. I have to uh, pay for the answers. You have to pay for the answers. <laughs> well, let, let me see if I can figure them out. Oh, wait, That's wait, okay. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Glibder brother price. All right. Your so, brother, so uh, follow me, follow me to my to the rock office. For, I mean, okay. my, my rockatorium of riddles. It looks like a Dunder Mifflin, but it's all made out of rocks. The rock office. <laughs> yeah. You see, you see, rock uh, Glibder Jim and Glibder Dwight. Um, they put their rock staker in a big thing of rock jello. They oh wow! They look at the camera and say, "Erm, is this really happening?" Rock Stanley says, "You just got rock balled." Yeah. Um. <laughs> Come on, sit, wow. in my, sit in my Glibder office. He sits down in a chair. Sucks. <laughs> if you, you want to pay the Glibder free, you have to solve these riddles three. Uh, I come from... Okay, just give us the riddles. I come after C and rock, Epson, bath, and table. What am I? What? <laughs> you come after C, Rock, Epson, and Table? What am I? I don't come after any of those things. That's disgusting. Oh, um, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I know, I know what it is. I'll let, I'll let you get it, Paul, but I know what it is. Uh, is it Coral? No. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. No. <laughs> Give me some skin, Glibder brother. Does you actually yeah. not know what it is? <laughs> I come after... Can you say it again? Hold on. <laughs> I come after Epson? Wait, no, I come after C. And Rock. Epson, Bath, and Table. What am I? Marble! No. <laughs> oh my god, Paul, it's salt. <laughs> the answer is clearly salt. Mm, so well, no, it's not I clearly salt. Tiny rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's salt. I got it. Crushed up mineral. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this these guys might be worth their salt, right, brother? <laughs> I think these guys might rock. Oh, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> All right, All right God, give me I, another I, I riddle. Hate working with these guys, I hate, every time I have to do this, it sucks. Okay, go All on. Right. <laughs> so come here to the set, come here to the rock storage unit. Um, All right, is opens, this where the warehouse team is? With yeah, this is where the warehouse team is. The rock house. He takes the key. <laughs> he opens up the. He takes. He opens it up, and there's just a pile of rocks. And Glibder Brother is going to use his ability false appearance while he's while he remains motionless, he's indistinguishable from a normal boulder. But he needs to pass a check. You need to pass a check to find me. He goes in front of all the rocks and he throws <laughs> up into a ball. <laughs> what check does Paul need to pass? Um, it doesn't say, but I think it should be very obvious because he put his he puts his face up front. So it's like all the others are normal does boulders. It, does it not say one. what check? Surely it says what sort of check. What sort of check does it say? No, it just says false appearance. Um, remains motionless. It's indistinguishable from normal boulder. Oh, so it doesn't say in the rules that he has to pass a check? No, but I think it would make sense, though. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I'm just let's just say, like, 10, because his face is literally up in front and center in his big rock form. <laughs> Yeah, okay, give me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, so it's like you see a bunch of boulders and then you see a boulder mm. with sunglasses on. Hmm. <laughs> Scratching my chin. Hmm. Hmm. 
Oh, that's a net 20. But it's minus one, so it's 19. (laughs) I think think it's this one with the sunglasses that I literally just saw walk into the pile of rocks and turn into a rock. I think it's that one. Duh, shit, you got me. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's good. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Some say I'm the best. I got one last one. Okay. I have one last challenge for you. Uh, he waves his hand in a chessboard made of rocks um, form. Answer this riddle. What happens when you throw a yellow rock into a purple stream? A yellow wa- rock into a purple stream? Yeah. Um. He moves the pond forward. Uh-oh. <laughs> um. Let's see. Is this purple stream is this have to do with lean or something no oh, it's just natural mineral you water. piss in the purple stream no you throw a rock in there it becomes um it dissolves no uh, that's what happens uh, when you go into the acid pit oh yeah or the crocodile pit fuck i remember well, no you don't dissolve that. in crocodiles like if there's a lot of crocodiles you might yeah, technically, when you really think like about it. Like that video of the eels with the pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. This takes guy out gets rock, it. Takes out rock oh. on rock talk. Let's see. When you throw a yellow rock into a purple stream, I mean, I guess it just, like, splashes, and, like, I don't know what happens after that. Does it, Oh, um, shit, that's perfect. That's literally the answer. He gives you a- he slaps Is you it really? Back. Yeah, it makes a splash. <laughs> he slaps you in the back of the head and gives you a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of the okay. office. Can we can we borrow your service now, please? You can borrow my service, but I can only carry one person. I gotta at a time. I gotta fight the other fucker. Let's wrestle. Yeah, time for a test of your power. I'll fight you both. I'm so cocky I can take you both on. Give me here. No, no, no. You beat my test of mind. He looks to the other Glibder brother and gives him a big old wink. <laughs> You beat my test of mind. I have to sit out. Yeah. He's gonna sit out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit out. Quotation you marks. Guys just out. Really my brother's gonna sit this one out. Yeah, let me get this Why are you saying chair. it like that? I'm sitting out. Oh, I hate these I hate these guys. Okay. Um Cowards. Alright, I'm gonna punch Paul right in the face. Okay, roll initiative. You're you're punching him in the face, uh, so you get to you get a surprise turn, uh, Nick. Okay. Glibter Nick. So yeah, Nick, you get a surprise attack because you're punching him in the face. Alright, I'm gonna slam Paul. Yeah. Uh let's see, let me let me roll that. Roll to hit, yeah. Okay, that's like a sixteen. Does that hit Paul? Yes, it does. That do. It do hit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one hit different. Let me roll the damage. Hurry, Nick, hurry. Hurry, uh, hurry. Okay, that's 15 damage. Jesus okay. Christ. Fuck! Ow! Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yep. There goes the tooth. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alright. Who's next? Uh, uh. Oh, I think that's me. Glibder Gabe. Um, Glibder so, Gabe. So he's so the Glibder brother's gonna walk out of it, stand out of his chair, 
And he, I would assume it's like a little far from the battlefield. So would it be far enough for me to do the rolling charge since I need to be like 20 yes, feet away? So I'm going to, so I'm going to go ahead and do the rolling charge. So I'm going to roll, tw- so I'm going to turn into a sphere, roll, 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 and try to hit with the slam. That Whoa. is 14 plus eight. So 22. Uh, yeah, that hits. He roll, roll, roll. Then he jumps out of this, the thingy, uh, Whoa. 2D, 2d6 plus an extra 2d6. Two, eight, thirteen, eighteen plus five. damage as the Glibder brother rolls out and does an elbow drop on him. Right, <clears throat> it turns out I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand this one on. Uh, <laughs> oh god, this fucking sucks. Come on, you man, enough or not? You beat my test of brain. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna cast Sacred Weapon. Uh, my longsword starts to glow. Fuck you both. I fucking hate you. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna... I'm gonna slash... Uh, uh, Glibder uh, Chris Rock across the chest with my Sacred Weapon longsword. Ugh. So, plus two to attack rolls. Yeah, fuck, that's a seven. (laughs) (laughs) You missed. Fuck you. Oh, I'm so fucking, I've never been more tired in my life. (laughs) Those rocks to the face fucking suck. Yeah, I'm gonna cast animate and uh, summon two boulders. And uh, make them into into guys, like low intelligence, strong guys. <laughs> you um, you point your magic boulder finger at two other boulders and turn them into two more slightly weaker gallop doers. Um, what are their names? Uh, I think it should be John D. Rockefeller. Should be one. <laughs> What's another? Sure. I would like The Rock, like the movie, but not like Dwayne Johnson. Mm, um, that's okay. Funny. The Rock. It's just a DVD copy of The Rock, made out of rock with arms and legs. Let me roll initiative for them. Um, okay, The Rock, the movie, is going to go after Gabe. John D. Rockefeller is going to go at the bottom of the initiative after Dooney. But only on next round, not this round. Okay. Fucking hell. Is that all you can do with that turn, Nick? I think so, yeah. Okay, I'll get you next, next time, to okay. uh, And he's, he says, oh my, okay, we're a little bit outnumbered here, uh, four boulder people, two of us, um, that's okay, that's okay, I'm, uh, we, we can handle this. Uh, and he jumps towards, um, uh, Gabe Rock, uh, the Rock Rock, um, <laughs> And he slashes at you with his black greatsword uh, and take uh, 48 damage. Jesus. Sorry, I didn't roll to see if it hits. Uh, does a 22 hit? Definitely. Okay, take 48 damage. Damn, okay. Mm, fuck. Oh, man, that does not rock. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Fuck you. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, next up is you, Gabe. Hmm. You know, 
Paul passed the test of brain, but you're about to get brained. Oh god, um, you gonna give me some dome? No. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Cause I was gonna say I wouldn't be comfortable with that, but no, no, he's yeah, gonna, all right. he's gonna try to hit Dooney. Um ah! That's a seventeen to hit. That hits? Yeah. And it's just gonna be a normal slam. It's like <laughs> time to get slammed big style. Um You're gonna slam me in the back style. of your Dragula? <laughs> back in my Rockula. Um it's 11 damage, has a big rocky fist, just slaps him across the face. Ooh, ouch! Yeah, can you smell That's what smart. the rock is cooking? No, I don't smell anything. Because I'm not cooking block. anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> Next up is The Rock the Movie. Um, he's going to go after you, Paul. Um, he's going to try to to punch you with his rock fist. This guy's like a smaller gollop doer. Um... Let me roll for him. He's a gallop door. We're a glibiter. Built different. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Well, what does he have to hit? Plus, plus uh, eight to hit. So that is a uh, thirteen. Does a thirteen hit? Me? Yes. No, my class. Uh, my armor class is thirteen. What? Uh, so does it meets it beats it? Um, so he does hit you. Um, oh, fuck it. Wait, do you not have four? Your- have your armor on yeah you that is weird do you have your armor equipped on dnd beyond it's like i have like 18 yes i have 10 yeah. armor oh my armor says none wait what the fuck yeah you're not wearing any yeah check your equipment and equip your armor uh okay hold on uh like- paul beatus's pants are at his ankles right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I have 18 and i think my armor is less than yours I don't have armor. It's not on my equipment. Really? Oh, you wait, don't have chainmail. Never mind. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Equip your chainmail and see if that changes it in me. Yeah, now I'm 18. Haha, ha, fuck you. Oh my god. <laughs> You're so, you, you were supposed to have an 18 armor class this whole campaign? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just forgot to put it on. sheet over. We need to look through your shit to see what you have. <laughs> Okay, I have a javelin no, that too. Hit. That's pretty cool. He, he tries to as well. He tries to hit you, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. Next Wait, up no, is your Paul turn. Paul ducks to put his pants on, and then he like rolls over him. Oh my god! My chainmail pants have been down this whole time. It pulls him up. Oh, there we go. No wonder I was walking so awkwardly for the past fifty-three episodes. <laughs> well, there's also the skinny jeans. Yeah, and I had skinny jeans on him. Come on, that. Uh, All right. Now Dooney I feel says, comfy. "Okay, Paul. Uh, I think it's time to start training you. We're a bit outnumbered here. Uh, this is uh, okay. You, you remember that cool thing I did earlier with my sword? Not just now, but when we fought the uh, the Ublex. Uh huh. So the same dark energy that flows through my sword flows through you. You should be able to do that too. Oh, how do I do it?" What I want you to do is I want you to do your most powerful attack, the most powerful attack that you have. And I also want you to tap into the negative energy of the void. And how you do that is, well, you have to be negative. Think something uh, just the most like, like, like just incredible, incredible anger or self-loathing or the opposite, incredible arrogance, anything that is just 
pure negative energy, pure negative thought, and because of this void crystal that will allow you to tap into the power of the void. Uh, I'm gonna think about how much I hate my father, and how he stabbed me with a knife that brought me here. Uh, Negativer, negativer. What do you want to do to him? I want to fucking tear his ears off, and wear him, and like put him up his butt, and um, and throw and push him in a crocodile pit. I I, I want to get him in the crocodile pit. I won't forgive him for how he gaslit me about his my mother too. As you as you think about this, as you think these these uh, dark thoughts about how you want to just murder your dad, uh, you feel this this um this shadow uh, surround you, and a chill air fills your holy sword as as you channel the cold of the void itself. So I want you to do your so whatever attack you do, uh, yes. you can now use that attack on anything within five feet of you at once because you can do it in sort of like a circular slash. Uh, and also, you will get another thing, which I will talk about after you do the attack. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna d- divine smite these motherfuckers in one slash. So I'm gonna, let's see, I'm gonna get Glibder the Rock Johnson and slash him right down the middle of his body. You can try <clears> to <throat> slash all these guys. Oh, really? Yeah, you can, you can slash anyone within five feet. Okay, I'll do like I'll all do all of them. Yeah, I'll okay. do one horizontal slash. And try to just cut them in half. Yeah, with my divine smite. And that would be uh that's a 17. That yeah, that just hits me. Yeah, that hits yeah. all of them. Okay. Uh let's see. 2d8. Where's my d8? There it is. Where's my d8? Uh, Okay, so that's five plus seven. That's twelve, um, and then one, and then one other D eight plus three. Uh, get your calculators nine, out, J and D fans. Twelve plus nine. Twelve plus nine is twenty one. Um, and then plus one D eight for each spell higher than the first. The fuck was that mean? <laughs> so, so you have different as a paladin. You have spell slots. Uh-huh. So oh, you have first level, second level, third level, and first uh-huh. level you get one extra, second level you get two extra, three extra. You know. So no, okay, first so level doesn't count. So you, you oh. if if you okay, uh, so it I, says so for I each above other... first level, yeah, because oh, I have okay. second level. Okay. okay, okay. So yeah, if you use second level, so you get D8. extra D eight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so twenty one plus four. That's twenty five. All right, twenty-five. You because uh, none slash... of these guys are undeads or fiends, right? Yeah, no. Okay. So you deal twenty-five damage. Tell me how you slash these guys. Um, I sort of pick up my sword. I swing it in the air a few times, and then I run up to them and just I, I like I run past them right down the middle. But as I run through them, I slash horizontally. So I go yeah, sort of samurai style. You slash yes. through their bellies, and um. All of them stand there a moment with these slashes in their rock bodies, um, dealing 25 damage. And then suddenly, there is a second slash as cold air uh, fills uh, these these gashes you've left. And uh, a a piercing wind of frigid air from the very void itself slashes past them. And they each take 
another 25 cold damage. Holy oh. fuck. <laughs> oh, Glibder, Glibder brother. Hey, hey man. What? Just know. You rock. As he explodes in the show. No! Shards. Oh, fuck. Um, Damn you. Dooney, I think I accidentally killed him. Oh, well, we only need one of them. Okay, is the other one gonna die? I'm kind of scared. No, I'm still alive, actually. Oh, okay, I'm good. Cool. So, uh, I think that works. I think you killed one of us. That means our <laughs> test. Uh, so, you want to go right. now, or you want to hang out a bit? Uh, I think I could take a nap, because I'm like I'm on the brink of dying, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I think I could take a You guys can rest. take a long rest if you want. All right, let's take a long Crack break. a few rock beers, some rock weed, have a short rest. You all, you all have... <laughs> all uh, partake in the rock beers and rock pot here among the scattered remains of the corpse of Dwayne the Rock Johnson Glibder. Um, One and, yacht rock playlist later. Yeah, you can take a long rest and Paul, you have unlocked uh, uh, the, what, what should I call it? Frigid Slash, maybe? Uh, that, that works, I guess. Anyway, whatever this ability is called, uh, you can use it once per long rest now. Oh, that's so cool. Yay, frigid, cool as ice, haha. I gotta start dressing like uh vanilla ice. I think that'd be cool. Dooney does that. Um That's cool, Dooney. Thank you. You're welcome. Dooney, it's 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 after your long rest. And Dooney says, Okay, so uh Mr. Glimiter, do you wanna let us use you as a vehicle? Oh, yeah, I love being used as a vehicle. Oh, turn him into a car. Uh, well, no, he's not going to turn into a car, but he's going to uh, roll the lower half of his body very, very fast, and we are going to sit on the upper half of his body. What's a car, by the way? I can make car noises if I don't it know. makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't know what a car is, but just what do you think? A, whatever you think a car is, just make that noise. Beep. 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 Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what one is either, but that seems pretty yeah. good. I, I, I assume that would be what it is, you know? Yeah, I've never seen one. Alright, let's go! Alright! You guys hop on the back of the Galapador named Glypter, and, uh, yeah, you ride along the plains of the Shadowfell, and the plains and the valleys and the mountains and, I don't know, other types of geography. Uh, and after about a week of traveling, uh, very, very, very fast Whoa. across the Shadowfell, you finally reach your destination. Um, and the two of you dismount Glibder, and, uh, Dooney says, well, thanks, sorry about your brother. Yeah, I'm gonna go mourn him, I guess, yeah, now that thank we're you. down here. Yeah, no problem. Alright, yep. well, we'll see you around, I guess. Yeah, see ya. Try not Bye, to, kill anyone else. It's sad when it happens. I don't like <laughs> it very much. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, your advice means nothing to me because you tried to kill me, so anyway, see ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah. And you guys look forward, and Paul, you recognize where you are now. These vast gray plains are in fact the plains outside of Neverwinter. You're actually standing about right where you fought the goblin bandits when you first arrived in Faerun. This is where I first tasted blood. But ahead of you, instead of Neverwinter, you see a different city entirely. And it isn't shadowy and wispy like the geography of the Shadowfell. 
it's completely solid, completely real, stretching Ooh. all the way across the plains in front of you, off into the vast distance far beyond your vision, is a massive metal city. Huge alien skyscrapers shoot into the sky. Hundreds of thousands of gigantic black and silver buildings cluttered together in a gigantic grid. The ground is a mess of heavy machinery, resembling oversized computer parts and pools of coolant fluid, connected by giant, thick black cords that form roads between the skyscrapers. Several of these buildings are covered in grooves like memory cards and tangled masses of wires, and they're connected by these sorts of sleek metal uh, walkways. In the distance, you can see smokestacks pumping out clouds of black smoke, which mixes with the Shadowfell's fog. The whole thing is a claustrophobic, Geigerian nightmare. Dooney gulps and says, Well, we're here. What is here? What is this? What the fuck are you showing me? Well, Paul, they, um... Uh, this is a very old place. It's been here in the Shadowfell for quite some time. You can tell it's not native to here, but... Paul, this is the urban sprawl. Whoa! Oh my god. I don't know anything about this. Have you ever heard a legend of something called the God Books? Uh, is that the Bible? No. Uh, no. Never heard of it. What is it? Out of character, you have Paul. That's been what you've been looking for this whole campaign, in addition to your monkeys. Oh, sorry. Like I said, Shadowfeld makes my memory <laughs> foggy. All right, um, yeah, I've heard of the God books, Book of Time, Book of Souls, Book of... Uh, oh, so you know them. Yes, okay. Um, the Book of Henry. To, yeah. to understand the sprawl, you have to, you know, know what created it, which is the God books. Um, I mean, I know you're in a hurry, but I can tell you about it if you want. Yeah, I got eternity. Well, let's, well, yeah, sure, what is it? Countless eons ago. Ao, the first god, created the universe, an oasis of substance in the middle of an endless void. He ruled over his creation for a time, giving it life and form, but eventually he grew bored of godhood, and so he disappeared. But before he left, he created other gods to serve in his stead, watching over all creation. The most powerful of these gods was one whose name is forbidden to speak, who is only now known as the Mad God. You'll see why they call him that in a moment. The Mad God was given the responsibilities that Ao had once held, maintaining order across the universe and ensuring the other gods work together in the best interest of all life. But the Mad God grew prideful. He felt that the other gods, and even the mortal beings he ensured the safety of, were ungrateful toward him, that they didn't treat him with the reverence he deserved. See, Ao had entrusted him this job as a steward of sorts, but he saw himself as a king. Fed up with serving ungrateful creations, he left the universe and retreated into the void, a place of darkness and madness. No one knows what he found there, but when he eventually came back, he had gone, well, mad. But more than that, he had become infinitely powerful. See, although the god books are called the god books, most gods can only dream about holding that sort of power. Complete omnipotence. That's what he had. Power over time, mind, soul, all of it. The Mad God, in his insanity, tried to rule over all creation as a tyrant. And so there was a great universe-encompassing war. It lasted many years and many worlds were destroyed, but when all the gods and all the mortals of the universe united, they were able to defeat the Mad God. 
But the Mad God saw his defeat coming, and rather than let the other gods strip him of his power, he did it himself. He bound his maddening power into eight books, each containing one aspect of what he once was, and then he scattered these eight books across the universe. Now remember how I said this war destroyed many worlds? That left a lot of refugees scattered across the planescape, with no home outside the memory of how the gods' war had destroyed it. That memory, that anger, festered over millennia, until the day a cult managed to find the god books. This was the origin of the sprawl. They spread like an infection, a gray rot, from world to world, using the god books to infect them with their metal and their machines in an attempt to take the world for their own, to wrestle it away from the gods. There was another war, and the sprawl too was defeated at a great cost, and banished here to the Shadowfell. The gods managed to take back the god books at last, but even they could not be trusted with them. They fought over them tirelessly in their celestial planes, and their fighting blinded them as an unknown thief took the books and slipped away. And that's the end of the story. The sprawl has been trapped here for eons, and no one has any idea where the god books are now. I know where some are. Wait, really? Yeah, my friends and I, we have like, what, two, two or three of them, I think? Wait, yeah. what? Really? Yeah, we've been collecting them for the High Mage. Oh, wow. You could be quite a bit more important than I thought, Paul. We better get you out of here. Yeah, they're kind of cool. The reason we're here is because the sprawl has started moving again. Somehow, I have no idea how, they've created a tiny hole in the seal around the Shadowfell. Ooh. I don't know what they're up to, and but it's not important right now. What matters is that you can use this hole to escape. Yeah. Well, let's climb in. Yeah, well, it's going to be dangerous. We'll have to sneak through there. I don't actually know if the the denizens of the city are, are active. They've been here a long time. They could be dormant, but um, it's going to be dangerous either way. Danger is my middle name. Mm. Little, little crap slides out of pants. <laughs>